TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Wednesday edition, a St. Patrick's Day edition of Two Guys at a Mic Show here on the TalkZone.com. Tomorrow the games begin for real. We've already had one play-in game and also uh, the NIT tournament. The, the Knights of Nip. Remember the Knights of Nip? I'm Monty Python, uh, Big Dog. Uh, I definitely remember them, Coach. But uh, were they, weren't they the Knights of Neat? Was it Nip or Neat? David I think Olson it might is, be Neat. Well, Nip. Night, whatever it is. You know, I had a comment, though, on the, you know, and the NIT is such an afterthought. There's also another tournament going on, right? The College Basketball Invitational. Uh, am I dreaming, or is there like three tournaments now? No, you're right. And every year since the first year, I remember the first year. But ever since then, I always forget about it, and you always remind me that it, mm-hmm. there's a third tournament that they've been going on for about five or six years, Coach? I believe that, that right? would, it would be correct, yes, and it's good. You know, those teams get to play extra games, and uh, and I got a comment after watching. I'm flipping around channels yesterday and uh, came across William & Mary taking on North Carolina. Wasn't really planning to watch any basketball, but uh, nine, ten minutes left in the ball game. The crowds are going crazy. Both coaches are coaching their rear ends off, and it was the NIT. But you know what, Big Dog? There was no less intensity. There was no less desire to win. The fandom, from what I could tell, was every bit. And I was surprised because we're talking North Carolina. Yeah. Who's yeah. used to be in the NCAA, but their fans were into it. It was at Carolina. And it just reminded me that, you know, it's not all about the NCAA tournament. It's, you know what, any tournament you get in, maybe there's some initial disappointment. But after a while, dog, the competitive juices kick in and you play to win. It can still be good stuff, even if it's not for the whole ball of wax. Coach, you're 100% right. And how did you know exactly what I wanted to talk about today? Because the one thing I'm worried about, uh, is Illinois playing this game at home? Their game tonight in the NIT? Let's see. They're taking on uh, Stony Brook, right? Yeah. So I don't know if Stony, at home. Stony Brook might not have a gym, so Illinois has to be home. Th- that's what I assumed, <laughs> because I, I honestly have not looked it up on the computer or anything. The yeah. thing I'm worried about is, like, Illinois doesn't sell out and the crowd is lackluster. That's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I do not want to embarrass. I want that place sold out. And just like you said, I want that place rocking. I know it's the NIT. I wish they made the NCAA. And trust me, it's hard for me to get up and be excited about this. But mm-hmm. still, I, I, I want the school to represent well. Yeah, you love Illinois first, and I love Northwestern first. And, folks, if you got a favorite team out there, we'll be talking a lot of college basketball, March Madness, on our one-hour St. Patrick's Day Spectacular also. On the docket for the day, we're going to find out about uh, Joel's first date with a long, lovely young lady from Ecuador. So we're going to uh, delve into the fine country of Ecuador in just a bit and talk about uh, a couple other little events off the sports page also. But certainly March Madness, first and foremost. You root for Illinois. I root for Northwestern. They're playing up in Rhode Island. I guarantee you, Big Dog. Those, those Rhode Island Ram fans will be out in full force. There'll probably be about 18 purple shirts out there, but... Uh, 
That's going to be a good ball game. Six o'clock ESPN. I for one will be watching. You know that is a good uh, ball game, and you know for schools like uh, Rhode Island and Northwestern, yep. you know the NIT isn't a letdown. You know, so it is an ex- you know they, it can be an exciting tournament in their small little world and their little nook and cranny corner of the of uh, America. Wow. So, uh, but you know, isn't the, the what do you call it the Continental or co- Collegiate Basketball Invitational? Isn't that one like specifically designed for like the Illinois States and the and the Longwoods of the world, like mm-hmm. like Illinois or North Carolina, would never get invited to the CBI, right? You know, I'm not sure about that. I haven't read the rules and regulations of the CIBIT, the College Basketball Invitational Tournament, so I wouldn't know that. I I wouldn't think so, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's set up, coaches. Okay. NCAA is uh, the 31 conference champions and the best mm-hmm. 34 at large, and then the the NIT is the next best 32. Okay. And then the CBI are the remaining of like the, the 25 and six teams who finish second in their conference in the colonial and can't get into any tournament, even mm-hmm. though they should at least be in the NIT. So I think that's for the sport. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, don't, don't diss our fans down in normal Illinois, as you know, via the internet, your voice being heard, not only in normal Illinois, but uh, as well as seven other continents, the entire planet earth for the most part, big dog could be hearing your voice, your predictions today on our TalkZone.com, conversation here. But Illinois State, they're in the NIT. They're in the uh, tournament number two. They had a pretty good season. Oh, oh yeah, I was. I didn't mean to just them in that yep. direction, but that's what I was talking about, just like non the non-BCS conferences. And, Coach, I will diss somebody for being normal. It's so boring nowadays. You will diss somebody for being normal? Yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, we'll move on. Uh, okay. Hey, blue for sorry, I got that in the back. The, yeah, the backlash. You know, when we're not together, when I can't make eye contact with you, some sometimes we miss some of our collective humor. That I'm trying to make it, coach. I'm trying to get out there. I promise you. Okay. Now, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, my friend. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. We should mention David Olson, a man with incredible disinterest in the March Madness tournament. Our fine producer today. Uh, also, as we found out, a much-hated Cub, I can't call him a hated, uh, a Cub hater, if we will, as we'll talk a little baseball on the show, too. He's a South Side guy, big White Sox fan. But uh, we invite your phone calls today, folks, 888 And Big Dog, yesterday we uh, had you make the predictions. I tried to influence you and feed you with some info, but ultimately it was your call, and I thought you handled it very well, by the way. You, you listened to my advice. You were very uh, respective of my advice and my thoughts. And then you made your own predictions. You really couldn't care less what I said. Well, uh, you know, I, I do appreciate uh, – <laughs> I usually appreciate your – what do you call it? Your uh, opinion. <laughs> yes. I appreciate your opinion almost on everything besides the Alexander Ovechkin stuff. Oh, my <laughs> – the, the fights around the house last night. I had to defend you, Coach. I had five people that wanted to come down there and smack you around, and one of them was a woman. Okay, so <laughs> – so I, I, You know, so that – I told Kathy to chill out. We don't worry about it, you yeah. know. So it's, that's, it's, it's all history now. But, now. That's, that's but normally, us I now. listen to your opinion. All but for that—that that was the worst. I think we got into it since we've been on TalkZone.com. Yes, so. and for those that uh, did not hear yesterday's award-winning show, number one, it's on the archives. Any of our old shows, if you have, yeah. you know, if you're really that's living funny. a boring life and you got a lot of free time and you want to check out uh, our archives, they're easily accessible. TalkZone.com, or you can go to our fan page at uh, uh, Two Guys Mike www.twoguysmike.com, and you can check out all the old shows. But yesterday we basically argued on the hit by Alexander Ovechkin on Brian Campbell. I was saying it not as bad as it's depicted. You were saying, come on, coach, you're a complete idiot. That was a dirty play. 
Yeah, well, and, and really, Coach, how about this? Just to make it simple, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, but this is it. He is the best player in the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. He should play like the best player in the game of hockey, not like some goon, okay? I, he, he, well, should, he should be able to play above it, Coach. You're Seriously. right, but I don't think that would affect my opinion. When I watch a play like that and a guy gets seriously hurt, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm being a little... Uh, Pat myself on the back too much, but I think I'm objective enough to watch the play. I don't care if it's Ovechkin or Ole Oker, a college player. I don't care who it is. I'm watching the hit. Was it dirty or was it not? I don't think that would change my opinion on the dirtiness of the hit. By the way, Ole Oker, underrated. Yeah. Never really got the opportunity. I would agree. In the open yeah. ice, he's very good. When he gets near the boards, though, he looks at the fans too much. Very distracted yeah, he, by, by young way? ladies in the crowd, by the way. Who is Ole Oker, by the way? Huh? Alexander Ole Oker? <laughs> That was the problem with your hockey career, right? You would, in the middle of the ice, you were pretty good. But from what I hear at a young age, anytime it would get near the boards, you would be checking out some of the young ladies up in the crowd. And the next thing you know, boom, checked into the boards, goes Radwanski. You'd lose the puck and your career did not last too long. Yeah, and especially considering the fact that I've never put on a pair of ice skates, too. That kind of affected my hockey career. You've and, never, and the simple fact that if on. I did put them on, you would have been right about how I would have played. You certainly, at least one time in your life, you cannot tell me you've never laced them up. No, I've never put on a pair of, of hot right? skates in my entire life. I, my roommate Russ and I were talking about this stuff. I mean, I want to put them on. I know I could do it. I'm 100% positive that I'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I want, I want to try. I don't know if you could find – your ankles are pretty thick. I don't know if you could find a pair of skates, but I'm shocked. and uh, shocked. Never skated in your life? Don't Aren't you like – more than curious, aren't you fascinated? Just like what it would feel like. Well, coach, I am kind of fascinated by it, and especially considering my uh, my adoration of figure skaters. Yes. You would think that by now I would have tried it, but you... I think that would take away some of the allure. So I don't. I really don't think I'm going to try it. So, mm. and I'm not talking about male figure skaters. Uh, interesting. By the way. Interesting. Send money, folks. We are talking to a co-host who has never donned a pair of skate, never entered. Well, you've been on a skating rink, but never on skates. No, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to walk across one. I can't. Right. I mean, seriously. But you've never felt the feeling of skating? Uh-uh. uh-huh. I was actually, you know, uh, maybe about, you know, a halfway decent skater for a brief moment in time, and I enjoyed playing hockey of the most recreational sort. The only problem in my hockey career, big dog, is I could never master the uh, the stop. You know how well, you that get would to... that would definitely be an issue, considering that you know you don't play along a highway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> But you know how the skaters come to that little, you know, they they angle their feet in, and then the yeah. ice the ice scrapes go up, and they come to that nice, whatever you want to call it, the racer stop, the hockey stop. Or, or they do the jump stop, either or. Yeah, I would do, you ever seen beginners snow plowing down a sled hill, uh, uh, a ski hill? The bunny hill, yeah. Yeah, that's... Of course, that's, I've never skied either. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm talking about, the snow plow where the toes are pointed together, and Absolutely. the heels go out, it's a way of slowing yourself like for like, you know, five-year-olds. That was uh-huh. the only way I could slow down. It was not very effective. So I would, my competitive juices would start kicking in in a game of recreational hockey, and I would pick up somewhat of a head of steam and start heading towards the goal, and then I'd realize I don't know how to stop, and I'd go smack. You wouldn't need to check me because I'd check myself into the boards. Yeah, well, that, that would be good. I would, I would just bait you. You know, yes. I would, you know, I would act like I was doing something, and I would just run you into the boards, just like slap shot. Uh-huh. But you'd make sure my head was up. Oh, absolutely. I would make sure I would, there was no cheap shot. I wouldn't, no, I would just, 
I wouldn't have to touch you, Coach. If you if I figured out you couldn't stop, I would, you know, just skate right next to you and just skate as fast as I could and let you run yourself into the board. All right. We get so distracted on this show. Two guys at a MikeTalkZone.com. I got the brackets in front of me. I want to talk about Joel's big first date with an Ecuadorian young lady tonight. And I have no idea what we're talking about, our skating experiences when we were eight years old. Let's get back. And I don't even have any. I know that. That's why I'm so confused while we're talking about it. But we got the brackets. I started by saying yesterday a U. With a brief assistance by myself, we whittled it from 64 teams to 16. And I asked you, Big Dog, and hopefully the answer is yes. Are you ready to uh, conclude our tournament, take 16, bring it down to two, and eventually one? Yeah, we got 15 more games uh, to go here, Coach, and I'm ready to mm-hmm. go. I can pick them up. All yeah. right. Again, 888-463-6748, uh, your input, any questions, advice, thoughts, comments, criticisms, anything to do with the college basketball tournament, the Big Dogs picks, we are right here for you. Phone lines open. 888 uh, Let's go to the Midwest Regional, Big Dog. You pick Northern Iowa to upset Kansas and make yeah. it – to uh, St. Louis. So you've got Northern Iowa taking on Michigan State. Which of those two fine teams go to the Elite Eight? Pretty good match. Uh, I'm going with uh, Trevon Green, the best six-man in the country. Of course, he's really not a six-man because he comes into the game with 19 minutes and 55 seconds to go in the first half. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Michigan State Spartans. So the Cinderella story of the uh, Northern Iowa Panther will come to an end. It ends abruptly, Coach. Okay. Uh, Georgetown. In Ohio State, you had Georgetown advancing out of one quad rumfront and Ohio State out of the other. If, in fact, this comes to fruition, a great matchup of tremendous athleticism. Who wins, Ohio State versus Georgetown? Mr. Radwanski. I, I will I'll definitely take uh, the David Lighty, William Buford, John Diebler-led Ohio State Buckeyes coach. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, if you were an NBA coach, if you were uh, you're a Bulls fan, if you were a uh, Chicago Bulls general manager, would you pick Jonathan Shire or John Diebler if you had a choice? Second round, NBA draft. Diebler is a better athlete. Shire is a better basketball player. But if I pick John Shire, if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I don't even send him to the Berto Center. I send him to Johnny's on Milwaukee and tell that son of a you-know-what to start eating. Okay, that's what I would do, Coach. <laughs> he's not that thin, Johnny Shire. Okay, yeah, he is, Coach. No, he's NBA, not. You throw him on an NBA court right now, and Shaquille O'Neal will floss with him, okay? <laughs> Seriously, the dude is just string bait. There's nothing wrong with that. He what? just has to gain weight. And, but I think he's a better, definitely a better basketball player than Diebler without question. But Diebler has an NBA-style body. Yeah, but you said athleticism. I would disagree with you. Another fascinating topic as we talk about the athletic abilities of white two guards in college basketball. I think Shire's more athletic than John Debor. Debor's a better shooter. Okay, I go with that. No, but without question, Shire is more skilled. I mean, he sees the floor. He can dribble. I mean, he can go. He can play from one to three. He's going to be a good backup Mm -hmm. player in the NBA. It's just he's going to have to learn how to eat. What? For a couple of years. He's too small, Coach. That's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. And if he needs to learn, I'll have him talk to you. You'd have, there'd be no better console we could find here in the city of Chicago. I, I just can't keep any weight on, Coach. That's my problem. Who, you? Yeah. Not last time I saw you. <laughs> that, that, you had a lot of problems, Big Dog. Putting Keeping weight on was the least of them. Uh, what if I threw into the mix another fine white shooting guard into your NBA draft, Andy Routens of Syracuse? You know what? He is not going to make it in the NBA, but I got to tell you something. Everybody just watch this kid as much as you possibly can because he's, he's exactly the, what's good about college basketball. Him, the Scotty Reynolds, the world. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of good stories in college basketball, and he's one of them, Coach. Mm-hmm. Six feet five inches tall, he can shoot it. Pretty good passer too. Why? Why would he not make it in the NBA? Is, he's... Well, I, I mean, he's. I guess he can. I just don't see him as okay. being like. I don't. I don't see him as being like a superstar or anything mm-hmm. that we should like get hyped up about it and talk about. You think about so many great players that were in college basketball the last couple of years. Like remember AC Law a couple of years ago. Yep. Everybody loved him. He was supposed to be the next great thing. Next thing I know, he's playing 35 minutes for the Bulls last night. I didn't even know they acquired him. You know, so and after watching him play for those 35 minutes, we know one thing: he's not the next great thing. You know what, though, Coach? He was totally exhausted. I'm not going to give up on AC Law. I do think he can be a pretty good player for the Bulls. And I'm not going to give up on my beloved Bull either, even though they've lost eight in a row, headed for ten in a row. All right, so Michigan State. Oh, this is interesting. You've got MSU and Ohio State advancing to the Elite Eight. Two yes, big I ten, do, Coach. Yes. Two yes, big I do. ten teams. And I feel really good about that. I All do. right. Now, do you want to uh, – I'll leave it up to you here. We can work one regional and work it to its conclusion, or do you want to bounce around? And, and... I'll, pick, I'll pick the Final Four, and I will go okay. with uh, the Ohio State University to make it to the Final Four. So Ohio State over Michigan bracket. State in a big mm-hmm. ten matchup. Joel Radwanski making the picks here, folks. Very nicely done. Let's go down to the West Regional. Salt Lake City is where they're going yesterday. And again, if you want archives of yesterday's scintillating picks by the Big Dog, as we whittled it from 64 to 16, you can go to our two guys' Mike uh, website and all the archive shows, including yesterday, is there. You had Syracuse, not surprisingly, advancing at one quad Rumford, but in a bit of a uh, major surprise, you had Murray State upsetting the Butlers and the Vanderbilt to the world. Murray State, take it on Syracuse, big dog. Which way are you going? Uh, I would have to say the matchup zone against a bunch of midgets will be able to shut that thing down. Now, Murray can shoot over the top of it, coach. That's going to, they'll have a shot. They'll actually have a real good shot in that game because Syracuse won't blow you away with athleticism, but Syracuse will win. Take the orange. Mm-hmm. Syracuse advancing to the final eight. Uh, have you checked with your doctors, your medical people, what is the status of their starting center, Akinese Okonozo? Uh, I, I go once a week, and it's usually just a rectal exam. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> gone into other people's stuff. <laughs> Uh, too much information once again, category. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I always forget I'm on the air. Yes, thank you very much. Just turn and cough, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the other quad reference, again, headed to Salt Lake City West Regional. We're whittling down the Elite Eight here. Um, you had Pittsburgh advancing over Xavier, Minnesota, and Oakland. You also had Kansas State, a couple of favorites here. Uh, again, if it comes to fruition, great matchup. Big 12 power versus a Big East power. Who advances, K-State or Pitt? Definitely going into the Big East. It's that, that that pod, those pods are crazy. Pittsburgh's pod is loaded. Xavier and Minnesota and Pittsburgh and Oakland, and then Kansas State's pod doesn't have any. I don't think really good teams in it. Pittsburgh wins that. All Pittsburgh's right. gonna so. So you whoever had... wins that pod is gonna beat uh, Kansas State, coach. Okay. Now, interestingly, you had. In the Midwest Regional, you had two Big Ten teams playing for a right to go to the Final Four. According to your picks, we now have two Big East teams playing for the right to go to the Final Four in San Antonio. Big Dog Pittsburgh takes on Syracuse. The world is waiting for your pick. Uh, I feel a theme going here, Coach. And Actually, I, the, world go isn't, but there's, the world's not waiting, but there are two people, two senior citizens in Charleston that have pencils right now marking down your picks. Well, uh, hopefully they can do the choo-choo. Oh, no, that's from Chattanooga. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse over Pitt. All right. So we've got two of the final four contestants, and it makes for a nice – they would play each other, right? Yeah, Syracuse would play Ohio State. Don't give us the pick on that game yet. 
Okay. But I like that. That would be a heck of a Final Four matchup. Matter of fact, a really, really good matchup. I hope your picks come true. All right, let's go over to the other. You know what? We're going to take a quick break before we go over to the other side. David Olson, our producer, giving me the old rodeo sign. At least I hope that's the rodeo sign. But, uh, Big Dog, we come back, we'll uh, find out who the other two Final Four teams are. And many, many listeners via the email asking me to inquire about your uh, big day tonight, a first date on St. Patrick's Day with a young lady of, of Ecuadorian descent. Do we have that correct? Yeah, yeah Ecuadorian descent. Yeah, it's, I'm all I'm going to say, Coach, is I'm dating up. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do in your case. That, that's a good point. Well, it is kind of hard for a man. The okay. ceiling has not been set that high, Big Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. Is, uh, is, is uh, Mahmoud listening to the show today? Apparently he's not. We'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Don't go anywhere. Back in a minute. Award-winning radio. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. By the way, big dog, during the break, emailer, Lady in Waiting. Lady in Waiting wants to know if your roommate, uh, Mahmoud, has a date for today, because apparently she'd like to make it a double date with you and Mahmoud. Well, I... I, I have to admit, if I can speak for Mahmoud myself, I don't even have to take a a, a look at her. Lady in waiting doesn't have to wait that long. Seriously, Mahmoud's ready. Okay, so that's legitimately, he'll even shower if if she's if a woman's willing to go out with him. There it if, is. If she wants that, emailer, <laughs> emailer, lady in waiting. I guess uh, the answer is yes. Uh, I mean, we're going out tonight, okay. so we we should be at O'Shannahan's, o- o- and mm-hmm. we'll probably be under a table by 9 o'clock. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mike, uh, you can email us at Mike, two guys. Don't forget, it's uh, Mike is in microphone, M-I-C. Mike and the number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Lady in waiting, email us, and uh, you can, too. Any of your thoughts on the show, your picks, or if you want to uh, date, one of Mahmoud. Big Dog's friends, or yeah, if you want to date Mahmoud, he apparently is single and very, very available. Uh, uh, hey, go ahead. By the way, no, sis, I, I not only do we have Mahmoud, I have an Asian guy named Russell, and uh, Russell. and his pickup line is, "Hey, do you want your TV to be hung?" Because he's a <laughs> he's an installer coach. <laughs> it's a heck of a pickup line. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, How tall is, is Russell? I'm picturing Russell like five feet three inches tall. No, no, he's he's six foot one. Really? Yes. Six one, and he can hang TVs. Yes, I might date him. <laughs> does he know how to? Uh, does he know how to fix remote controls? 
Oh yeah, he could, he does the universal remotes. He can take. Ah. He just he has like one of those universal remotes that he can just touch your remote Re- with it. Really? And next thing you know, everything works, and you have no idea why it does. But trust me, coach. If you hit wow. one of the buttons on it, you'll, you'll go back to reset. A it. man who can push all my buttons and touch my remote. He can calibrate your sound too. Does he work quickly, or does he take his time? Now that all depends. It all depends on how much you talk, Coach. I would, I would, for right. for the best effort, you might want to shut your mouth. All right. All of a sudden, we're going to get emails in for Russell. I got a feeling Mahmoud is out the back door right now. Everybody's going to be after Russell. Um, outstanding. Hey, real quick before we get to your final four picks, um, other news and notes that have been handed to me by our female intern Louise. Uh Of course, we all know Tiger Woods has announced that uh, he'll be back in the Masters tournament. Your thoughts on that, big dog? He decides to re-enter the golfing world at its grandest stage. You know what? I, I've never been a Tiger Woods fan. It's not like I hated him. It wasn't like I just I just thought it was overblown. And now all of his sponsors basically have dropped him. Besides the, one of the best companies America has going right now, Nike. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All of a sudden, I'm, I'm pulling for him, coach. And I kind of wanted him to go back to Arnold Palmer, and I think he probably did too because him and Arnie are like friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he wanted to do that out of respect. But logistics and security and all that stuff, Augusta National can take care of themselves. You see what I'm saying, Coach? Yep. So, like, if they tell somebody, shut up or you're out of here, mm-hmm. people are going to shut up yeah. at Augusta. It's a very, they do not it, want to lose those tickets. It's a nice sterile, um, even though it's a big tournament, it's a very uh, enclosed, if you can, if you will, sterile environment. Uh-huh. Very controlled for the Tiger Woods publicity campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you know, we're not like inventing fire, but with this discussion, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know, it's pretty obvious. Item but, number know, two, I- given to us by a female intern, Louisa. Don't forget her nickname is. We found out the hard way is no squeeze of Louisa. Uh, the Iditarod, Alaska's great, great sporting you did what, event. Coach? What's that? You did what? No, I said we found. I didn't say I. I said we. Oh. I'm, I'm not going to tell you the exact person. Remember, I've had a lot of young. Guys that have worked me with me. No, here. no, no, no. Uh, never mind. Well, you said I did. Oh, I did. I, you were talking about the race. <laughs> I'm sorry. Once again, the humor is lost via the internet here. Uh, the I did a red. Yes, eight and a half days. Alaska's finest sporting competition. Lance Mackey has come across the finish line. He's your winner. Not four in a row, but it's the fourth time in his life that Lance Mackey has pulled it home. You could honestly say at this point, Lance Mackey is the king of the I did a red. Yeah, because he's one of the few males that has ever won it. You know, multiple times, coach. Yep. That that that's a female-dominated sport. He even returned with all twelve dogs, apparently. Really? Yep. That's that's a good one. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's oh. pretty impressive. And finally, uh, I just want to remind you there are forty-six days until the Kentucky Derby. Just in case you're keeping track, um, coach, I, I'm not keeping track anymore because you're letting me know. Yep. And uh, we do have a hint on a horse. Uh, again, no squeeze of Louisa told me out of the stables, small stables in Louisiana, a horse called Lost Dingleberries is one of the contenders. So keep an eye out for Lost Dingleberry. I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that. But I, I heard he run, it. from what apparently he runs, very angry. <laughs> well, usually when that happens to me, I, I run pretty free. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have some breaking news. David Olson, our producer, hopefully it's not bad news. Yes, David? Well, it, it all depends on what way you look at it. Um, the Washington Redskins, strangely silent in free agency, have broken the bank on former Bears quarterback Rex Grossman. He is now a Washington <laughs> Redskin. 
So it's probably bad news for the fans of the Washington Redskins. Wow. Joel, there's a lot of disconsolate people out in Washington, D.C. listening to our show right now, probably headed to a bar and to imbibe on St. Patrick's Day. And right now, is there any consoling words you could give those Redskin fans? Ladies and gentlemen, psychologist Radwanski. Well, at least you'll finally have a guy who showers in his bathing trunks with the team. As opposed to uh, Emmanuel Rom Rom Emmanuel, I, that's that's a, that's a bad sign. I'm surprised. You know what? That, it just shows you in the NFL there is a dirt at quarterback. Mm-hmm. The guy he's going to fumble, he's going to throw interceptions. Washington, that's exactly what's going to happen. You nothing. You didn't get helped out at all. They, they wanted a quarterback to replace Jason Campbell, and this is what they come up with. Hopefully, they paid him third string. Well, I'm sure they didn't sign him to be their number one quarterback. He would Rex. Oh, Wilson, you're right. Of course, he was the number three for who last year? Was it the Houston Texans? The Houston Texans coach. He was their number two, and two? legitimately, he played like five plays. He had a fumble, an interception, and then got his leg broke. I'm not kidding you. Seriously, mm-hmm. he played like uh, like a quarter. It wasn't five plays. It was like a quarter, and all that happened in in a quarter. Well, here in <laughs> Chicago, even though he was number one, he did play like number two. Good point, excellent. Now, legitimately, he was one of the better third-string quarterbacks in the NFL when he was starting for the Bears. <laughs> so, All right, well, we wish him well. Nice guy. Uh, you he's know what, he nice actually guy. is a nice kid. He, he really is a nice is. kid. And it's funny yeah. that there's so many people that have played horribly or just badly with the Bears that would never admit it. Mm-hmm. He never had a problem coming out and saying, I was absolutely horrific today, but, but I guess like mm-hmm. when you're that bad, it would be yeah. like Hitler being like, oh, I wasn't so bad. Yeah, no, I, we, we, we've so. had some bad ones uh, like Cade McNown and a few other personalities like Curtis Enos here in Chicago that have busted out. Rex Grossman was a bust out, but uh, as a person, I always he was a pretty cool guy. Like you said, he took his he took his licks and he kept on ticking. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. He was he was like, yeah, guys, I, I'm bad. Yeah. You know, and I, and Rex when it was you're right, Cade McNown, it was always somebody else's fault. It was mm-hmm. always he was always pointing the fingers and stuff. And, oh, Cade McNown know. was bad apple right from the get go. Yeah, that right was that the, was. I, I love the story that Jim Miller, former Bears quarterback, told me. Mm-hmm. He said that during the 49er game in 2000 when. Terrell Owens had 20 catches, and Jerry Azuma was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week because he had 20 tackles on, on Terrell Owens that mm-hmm. day. Um, well, <laughs> the the Bears did not get the ball past their own 40-yard line the whole entire game as they lost 17 nothing. And during one of the timeouts, there was an audible, and Ola Cruz called timeout in the middle of the field. And and. McNown goes crazy, coach, blah, 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 he's screaming at Olin Cruz, don't you ever call timeout on the quarterback. And he's like, what the heck is a blah, 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 is an audible. And McNown, this is his second year in the NFL, puts his head down, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that was an audible from UCLA. He's been in the NFL for two years, and he calls an audible from a team that he was on yeah. two years earlier. It's not good. No, I mean, there was, and he told story after story. Cade mm-hmm. McNown was a chump. Tony Paris beat him up at a practice. And no offensive lineman came over and helped him. Can you imagine a quarterback in an NFL camp getting beat up and their offensive lineman not coming over and helping him? That's when Jerron said he will not start him. He's like, that's when I knew I couldn't play him anymore. That's, because nobody on the team could stand him. That's taking obnoxiousness to a, a new level. And Cade McNown did that. And they even found out, wasn't it fairly soon after he got drafted that he had a little controversy at UCLA? Hopefully not before he got drafted, where he... Uh, picked up a lot of parking tickets for parking in a handicap spots. Well, no, it wasn't that he had parking tickets. It was the fact that uh, he was using a handicap 
uh, uh, sticker? Oh, yeah, no, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, uh, sticker. Flight. Yeah. Flight, yeah, or license. Yeah, flight, now how low is that? You're very healthy starting quarterback at the university taking up someone else's. It's not a big thing. It's a little thing, but it's a little thing that's a window upon to the character of which that person is. Yeah, that's just bad karma, too. Yes. It is, it's bad karma to take uh, handicap spots. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic. Big dog. Are we ready to continue with our scintillating picks here in the, uh, collegiate basketball tournament? I'm ready to go on, coach. I got eight more, oh, seven more games. To yep. Midwest regional. You got Ohio State, West regional, Syracuse. Let's go to the East regional. These teams will be headed to Syracuse again yesterday. The big dog with my lack of assistance went from 64 to 16. Today we are getting down to the nitty gritty and taking that round of 16 and bringing them to the final four. You had Kentucky advancing on a one quad run front. You had Temple out of the other. Temple very underrated taking on Kentucky. Kentucky big dog. There's two ways of looking at their youth. One, they're too young to care, and and it's going to work for them because the seniors feel more pressure. Or two, they're young, and they will feel the pressure. At some point, they're going to get bumped off. Uh, uh, Coach, I hate to tell you, I don't consider any of that stuff when I'm filling out a bracket. Here's the issue I have going into this particular thing. Like I was telling you yesterday, I was going to pick against Kansas State no matter who they played. Well, I was going to take uh, Temple and Cornell into the Sweet 16, no matter who they played in the first and second round. And guess what? They end up playing each other. So what ends up happening here is I would definitely normally take Temple over Kentucky for the big upset. But because I'm afraid they might not even get past Cornell, because I really don't think they will, I'm going to I'm gonna have to take Kentucky in this, and I don't want to. It's just the way that the brackets have fallen. That's the way I try to do them, mm-hmm. how I do the brackets. I, I just don't trust the fact that, uh, that Temple is going to be able to get past Cornell in the first round, so I can't take them to beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I have to take Kentucky against the there Elite. You go. Kentucky Wildcats advance into the final eight. Your other quadrumpron, you had New Mexico uh, over Marquette and Washington winner, which will be a good first round game, by the way. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, a lot of people are picking them to go all the way. They won the Big East tournament. They might have, they might have, uh, you know, hit their high a little bit too early and maybe they've uh, maxed out if you will but they're a pretty darn good team west virginia taking on new mexico of course new mexico coached by ex indiana superstar stephen alford yeah and uh you know those deep runs late in the year always get people's hypes up and sometimes it doesn't happen i don't see west virginia playing consistently uh long enough new mexico gets it done and they beat the west virginia mountaineers Mm mm-hmm New Mexico going to the final eight. A lot of cheering coming up from our Internet listeners up in Aztec area. Very excited. Steve Alford, actually, I'm not sure, but I think a piece of hair of Steve Alford just moved. And Steve Alford becomes more and more likable to me every single year. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He was likable as a player. And then as no, a no, young... no, no, I won't say that because I'm a diehard Illinois well, player. Okay. I will tell you this. I have the utmost respect for Steve Alford yes. as a player because he ripped my heart out eight times, I think. They played him yes. eight times. He was an outstanding, yes. I will outstanding say I love him But But as a young coach, you're right. He Maybe did he try to be too um, – You know what maybe, it was? He took, he took himself too seriously, I think, in the early times. It was that, and I think it was the fact that all of us in the media or college basketball fans just assumed he got the job because he was Steve Alford. And did he really earn it? Mm-hmm. You know that type of stuff, possibly, Coach. I'm, I don't know. All right. He started out with. He started out at Iowa. Or did he get a job somewhere? He started else out at Manchester oh, College right. yeah. in Indiana. There you go. A tiny Division three school, and 
We used to play them in football and beat them like 70 to nothing. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so we got New Mexico and Kentucky. Not a bad matchup there. A little bit of a surprise with New Mexico. Let's go, or let's pick your final four team. Kentucky takes on New Mexico. Can the Aztec fans continue cheering up? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the super freshman getting it done. The Marcus Cousins, John Wall, and John Wall's backup, whoever that guy is, who's supposedly going to get drafted to this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Kentucky again to the final four, coach. What about Patrick Patterson, the uh, the granddaddy of that group? Is he, uh, does he maybe come through and carry the team in a little bit of a surprise? Everybody's talking about the freshmen and the young players. I got a feeling Patrick Patterson is going to step to the forefront. Well, uh, Coach, let's face it. You're talking about a, a four-game jaunt to the final four. Somebody besides DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall is going to step up in a, in a four-game run. You know what I mean? It's very rarely is the two guys lead you all the way in as a cakewalk. you got to have other contributions. So mm-hmm. if they're going to make it, yes. All right. Spoken like a true basketball analyst. I'm sorry, well, analyst. Well, uh, no, that was coach speak. If you want yes. me to, I definitely can get into that because I was... can absolutely say nothing with a question if you really ask Oh, me that's something. right. We used to have a character called Coach Coach Speak. And it basically, I would be able to speak for a minute. Yeah. Sound like I said a bunch of stuff, and when you thought about it, I said nothing. Yeah, like Coach, uh, you know, you got a big game coming up, taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. Now they're injured, Coach. Uh, their star player is out. They're down a little bit. Are you worried that maybe your team's going to be overconfident? Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Coach Speak here on the TalkZone.com. Coach, what do you think? Uh, I just want to let you know we have addressed that issue, and there's nothing like a wounded animal. But what we have to do is group together and realize that <laughs> these guys are going to be fighting and scratching for everything, and we're going to have to go out there, play as a team, and, and not let up and play 40 minutes of basketball. <laughs> How many minutes? 40. Oh, yeah. I was, thinking the NBA, I was thinking NBA the NBA coaches, 40. They, they give you a little bit more of an answer. So, <laughs> Thank you, Coach Coach Speak. That was well okay. done, considering your lack of preparation. That's, well, I have I have preparation, Coach. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. There's probably some ointment that can get rid of that. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> All right, real quick. The South Regional in Houston. Big Dog and the Coach at your service. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. We do this show each and every day, five days a week, one hour a day. I have no idea why. But we do, so we continue on. Duke and Purdue, those are the two teams you picked. You had Duke coming out of one quad run front. Purdue, the wounded Boilermaker, coming out of the other quad run front in a bit of a surprise. The Blue Devil, take it on the Boilermaker. Who advances to the Elite Eight? Uh, i, I got to tell you, just from the simple fact, I, I took Purdue just because of Jawan Johnson, Etwan Moore, but I, I can't go any further, Coach, because I like those guys. But that Kramer kid, I, I will not allow myself to pick Purdue for another game. Just saying the name gets me a little bit itchy. I can't stand that. As soon as he gets out of college basketball, I'll be happy about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. He's probably a nice kid, but I, I just, just there's some Big Ten players that just drive me crazy, and he's one of them. The guy should have been playing weak outside linebacker for the Purdue Boilermakers, not off guard. Yeah, if I was okay. an NFL scout, I'd take a look at that young man. You're absolutely right, but I have an opposite opinion. I watch him play, and I respect his game, a guy with uh, – Somewhat limited athletic ability. He just plays real hard, great defensive player, hard-nosed guy, makes big baskets. I'm always... It's funny you said that, Coach. I think he's one of the best athletes in the Big Ten. Have you seen that guy run up and down the court? He yeah. gets in front of you. You can't dribble penetrate when Kramer's on you, Coach. Yeah, you, you, you know, I'll take yeah. that back. You're probably right. You know, you think of traditional athleticism. You think vertical jump and quickness and speed. Well, that guy jump off the gym. Kramer will dunk on you in a heartbeat, Coach. But, yeah, but he really can move side to side and stuff. I, that's mm-hmm. why I think he could play linebacker in the Big Ten. I'm not kidding you. When I watch him, I'm just like, wow, he's an athlete. Right. I hate the kid because I'm a diehard Illinois fan. It's, 
it's hard for me to pick Purdue further than the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. You know, because in a way you have to root for them at that point, and All I won't right. do it. So we got the Dukies going to the Elite Eight. Your other uh, quad run front, you had Baylor advancing and Villanova advancing. Villanova versus Baylor, the three seed. Actually, a couple of three seeds. No, I'm sorry, Villanova's a two seed. A uh, pretty good battle here. Who advances to the Elite Eight? Uh, Coach, you know I'm going Nova. Yeah, I'm going Villanova. I, I, it's going to be hard for me not to pick Villanova in any of these games. The only thing that I'm afraid of is they have the weakness of of size. They're not that big a team, but right. I'm rooting for them. Rule number one, because they are the most fun team to watch in the tournament. They, I, mm-hmm. I just love their style of play, Coach. Dribble, penetrate, always aggressive with the basketball. They don't sit there and have a guy dribble and nobody and everybody yeah. sits there and, and watch them. They're always moving. And we've seen it before where, yes, basketball is a big man game, but, folks, if you've watched the NCAA tournament the last five or six years, the point guards are the guys that can carry teams. And if you don't consider Evan Turner a point guard, you can argue that. There's no other guard, I'm going to argue, no other guard that is more capable of getting hot and carrying his team than one Scotty MacArthur Reynolds of Villanova uh, Wildcat. Uh, and you know what? Last year, this morning, that his middle name is MacArthur because last year when they got knocked out of the tournament way too early, which was in the semifinals, I thought they should have made the championship game. He did say, I shall return. Mm-hmm. So that I just want to let you know that that might be a hint who I think is going to the final four out of okay. those two teams. So you've pretty much answered the question. We now got to find out our final final fourteen. The big dog making his picks here tomorrow. All the action starts. Duke against Villanova. The final four participant who advances Big East against ACC. I'm going with uh, the Villanova Wildcats. No, so, don't do it. Mm-hmm. For the for the third year in a row, I pick Villanova to go to the final four. Wow. It's unbelievable. All right, so we now have our final four teams, Kentucky. And I'll tell you what, if your picks come true, Big Dog, the folks in San Antonio are going to be in there. Whatever you paid for your tickets going to be well worth it. Oh, absolutely. Kentucky. And I do want to explain why I went heavy favors, Coach. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. Go to the final four. Well, I was just, you got Kentucky against Villanova. you got Ohio State against Syracuse. If that, in fact, comes to uh, actuality, that would be a – I don't know if it's the best four teams, but it would be a hell of an entertaining final four. You know, I hope it is that. I think that will be a pretty entertaining Final Four. That's what I'm hoping it's going to be. The one thing I went this year is, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to pick up sets, Coach. And and I like to go with that. And typically there's a lot of parity in basketball. To be honest with you, you know, all this, like we spent Monday, not just us, the, the world did. Oh, Virginia Tech belonged in. Illinois belonged in. Who, who, a couple other teams belonged in. Because you said, well, look at Wake Four. So then they started naming all these other teams that many people – didn't think they belonged in. Maybe that's because, you know, if, if you get if you're maybe a four or five seed this year, you got a chance to make a decent one. But if you're not one of those teams, it's kind of a weak year, coach. So I, I don't think it's going to be your typical crazy 11s flying down and getting into the Sweet 16 and maybe the Elite Eight. I, I think it's a top heavy year this year. But it, it's one of those years that maybe 16 teams can win it. But I don't see a lot of teams with the high numbers making the deep runs into the tournament this year like a typical year. Having said all that, I can't call it a week here. There's no super dominant prohibitive team, but you look at the the the, the level of play, the uh, level of competition, the skill level of those 64 teams. All you got to do, all you got to do is look at the teams in the NIT, the teams that didn't make it, and there's some pretty good, uh, pretty darn good teams in that tournament. That tells you how strong the round of 64 is. So. I don't know if I agree with you, only in the sense there's no dominant team, but I think you've got just a ton of really, really good 
basketball teams, with a lot of solid players. I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be as strong as it's ever been. Well, it's, I guess it's a matter uh, of perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I see, like, a, mo- a lot of years I see them when there's, like, five or six teams you think that have a shot at the title, but there's, like, 50 teams that, you know, you think you can make a deep run. And I, for mm-hmm. me, it's a little different. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our final break here, Big Dog will narrow the final four. He will tell you. Who's going to be your 2010 National Championship? Jennifer Hudson singing One Shining Moment this year. Who will be cutting down the nets? The big dog will tell you. And a little St. Patrick's Day info, some do's and don'ts, courtesy of the big dog. And, of course, we find out a little bit more about the first date with the young lady from Ecuador. We'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com, two guys, one Mike, and a lady from Ecuador. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com you're an amateur out there st patrick's day can be a bit of a concern you got to know what you're doing one of the better party days of the year the luck of the iris the whole thing good night here especially in the city of chicago no better can't think of a better city uh, outside of dublin if you're actually in Ireland to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, uh, there's only two in the in the United States, Coach. The Boston and Chicago are the two cities that you want to be in. There Absolutely. You go. And Big Dog, I know you're a veteran of many years uh, out on the town. Some quick for the young listeners out there. Maybe a few that have just hit the drinking age. Maybe that a few that are just under the drinking age. They're going to pretend they're just over the drinking age. Some uh, do's, some don'ts, some quick hints of what not to do and what to do on a St. Patrick's Day for all our young listeners out there. Uh, Coach, to be quite honest with you, I've been to the Southside Irish Parade at least 12 times in my life, uh, and I've at least 15 to 18 times in my life spent all day from waking up till the until passing out drinking. So I, I'm not proud of this, but uh, I have defiled myself on more than one occasion on, mm-hmm. on St. Patty's Day. A couple of things you need to remember before you go out. Now, I hate to tell you, I don't know if people are going out. They're already out at this particular point. So we're, they're not going to, we should have done this yesterday. But make <laughs> sure you bring a couple things with you. One thing is bring a couple aspirins because when you wake up tomorrow morning, you might not know where you're at. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take some, take some vitamin B uh, complex uh-huh. that helps flush out the antioxidants in the morning. There you go. Bring a condom with you. Uh oh. You need, you might need something to puke in. You don't know where you're at, coach. Okay. And then uh, other than that, I-, I would just say leave your cash station and credit cards at home, okay? 
That's all. You, that's all I need to tell somebody. All right, mm-hmm. that you need to leave those at home. Leave your keys at home because you don't need to go to some bar at two o'clock in the morning and buy shots for seventy-five people <laughs> and have it cost you like two grand. Okay, coach, because you are absolutely obliterated <laughs> for drinking for fifteen that's hours. That, that okay. might be the, the last thing. Might be the best bit of advice at all. Well, there's all kinds of advice I can give to somebody yeah. on St. Patty's. Here's another one. When you have your open container of alcohol walking down Western Avenue as your party and go to every single Irish bar, well, let's you know this is the one day of the year that the cop will let you off on this particular offense. Okay? So when the cop tells you to keep on moving, don't talk back to him and say, hey, well, blank you, you dirty cop. Just keep walking because they will <laughs> let you go today. But guess what? If they use, you talk back to a cop when you're drunken. Wow, on, on St. Patty's Day. They don't arrest you. They take you out back in the in the alley and they pick the crap out of you. So just listen to the cops today when you're wasted. That's some solid advice, ladies and gentlemen. Solid, solid advice from a man who, uh, a veteran of experience is both good and bad. Very, yeah, I, very I've good. had St. Patty's Day that I can't remember that were absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I've had uh, St. Patty's Days that I can't remember. And I'm absolutely glad I can't remember them, Coach. Mm-hmm. So it's been all. I, seriously, I've been in the I've been in the clink on St. Patty's Day. Uh, <laughs> you, I mean, you wrongfully accused, by the way, wrongfully accused. Would you so. suggest staying at one location, or uh, is St. Patrick's Day a good day to? And maybe you answered that with your Western Avenue advice. Uh, is it a good day to bounce from bar to bar to bar? Well, it's okay to bounce from bar to bar to bar to bar, people. If it's in the same neighborhood, don't don't be drinking and driving. Trust no. me. Well, that's a as good. someone that has, you do not want to get a DUI. You don't want to mess up your whole entire life because they really do put that loser imprint on your forehead for like mm-hmm. eight years after that. It's impossible to do anything with your life. And mm-hmm. it, having a blast on St. Patty's Day, you can have just as much fun staying in one neighborhood, walking bar to bar as you will good if advice. you get into a cab and drive someplace. Good you advice. Know, don't so. drink and drive. Some of your uh, you know normal advice you hear about big dog going one step further. Leave the cash station card, the credit cards behind, because speaking from experience, I'm talking about the big dogs, not mine, you can uh, get a little carried away after drink number one, two, or eight, and all of a sudden you decide to buy drinks for everybody at the bar, which might be 35 people at that. If you don't have the cash station card, if you don't have the credit card, then they'll just laugh you off as a drunken idiot. If you have the card, they'll still laugh you off as a drunken idiot, but they'll charge your card. Coach, this is no joke. I've never done this, by the way. Just to let you know, not, I've, not, it's not that I'm cheap. Well, I am. I'm also poor, okay? But my buddy, Tony Gaterno, one day, it's St. Patty's Day, 1998, okay? And this is about 8.30 at night, mind you, but this is after about 10 hours of drinking, okay? Next thing I know, there's shots of whiskey all over the bar, okay? So I start doing shots, and I'm like, what's, I asked the bartender, and I'm like, what's going on here? And the guy's like, just start drinking them, Joel. Uh, some idiot bought them. I'm like, really? Okay, so I start doing shots, and I see this my buddy Tony. I'm like, Tony, let's do some shots. Some idiot bought them for the whole bar. Some loser probably with no friends. He's like, Joel, that was me. It, was he using your card? No, no, oh, it was okay. him. He actually bought like 100 or whatever how many shots for everybody. And, oh, it, it was pretty funny. So I start making fun. I was like, what type of loser would buy everybody shots? <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying it to the guy who bought all the shots for everybody. Meanwhile, you've been drinking for 10 hours and you're doing shots of whiskey, which is not highly recommended to the young kids out there. All right, uh, now, You know I did not drive home that night. No, I certainly don't drink and drive. That that goes without saying. Now, uh, you had mentioned yesterday you have a first date tonight. Rare, very risky. Risky dating behavior going on a first date on St. Patrick's Day. The young lady hails from the country of Ecuador. Have you figured out? 
where you're going and uh, how you will wine and dine this fine young lady. That's funny you mentioned the wine and dine part because I figured I wanted to impress her. And if you think I'm kidding, Coach, I'm not when I say this. So I, you know, I start investigating the country of Ecuador, and it, I come to learn, and by her help, by the way, <laughs> guinea pig is one of the is a favorite delicacy right. in Ecuador. That's not good. Well, I haven't had it. So you've had guinea pig. It's not good. No, I'm just uh, no. I haven't had guinea pig, but even not having it, I think I can still safely say that's not good. Well, I, I said I'd be more than happy to, you know, like take her to a guinea pig restaurant, and and I'm being serious with this. And where do you like, no, where do you go tried. for where do you go for good guinea in Chicago? I, I, I'm going to have to find out. <laughs> I could not find any restaurants yesterday. Otherwise, we'd be going there. Okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'd, I'd have to tell her I was a vegetarian. Uh, I'd love to Google guinea pig for dinner. or No, guinea pigs, Ecuador. That's all you have to do, those three words, guinea pigs, Ecuador. I'm not uh, kidding. Boy. Well, you know, I, I remember last year I did the show with you after you uh, after St. Patrick's Day where you, I believe, went corned beef and cabbage, the traditional fare. And I remember the smell in that studio. So I'm going to suggest to you any meal that would not include corned beef and cabbage might be a good way to go. Well, I, I don't know I if guinea pig. You, I don't know if guinea pig causes gas or not, but it can't be any worse than the cabbage. It's going to be a couple months, I think, before the people in this house can afford a big hunk of corned beef. And when we do, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna celebrate St. Patrick's Day like on July 17th this year. So uh-huh. it's going to be a good time, Coach. All right, you put your funds together, you can afford a good corned beef. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck. First date on St. Patrick's Day. We wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, I guess I can say hopefully we won't talk to you tomorrow. Oh, dude, I would love to sleep in, Coach. Well, I didn't mean it that literally. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get that lucky on a first day, Coach. Yeah, if you're sleeping in, then wake up. I was going to say if you're missing the show for other purposes, but if it's just sleeping, get your ass out of bed and do the show, will you please? Oh, I'm, I'll be doing the show tomorrow. I Thank promise. you very much. 888-463-6748. That's our phone number, folks. It's Dysfunctional Sports Talk Radio here. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. We get Dysfunctional on a regular basis Monday through Friday here. One hour a day, 10 to 11. Big dog. We're down to the final four teams. You, my friend, got to tell us who's going to win it all. First of all, game number one in San Antonio, Ohio State, led by the player of the year, Evan Turner, against the dreaded 2-3 zone of Jimmy Beheim Syracuse team. Great matchup. Who advances? Uh, this like everybody has their shining moment, Coach, and this is when uh, Giebler and William Buford got to have theirs for the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes, and I think they will. And uh, the, the we call it this great Set story that Ohio State's been running across on. the field. Show them Ohio's here. We got the team, so why not set the earth reverberating with a mighty cheer? Ohio! Ohio is that State. Really their fight song, or is that Ohio's fight song? Oh come on! You've never heard the Ohio State fight song? I, I've never heard the words to it. I, I guess I've lived a sheltered life, Coach. I don't know how I can That's, go on. That I'm is one of the great fight songs of all time. The Ohio to set the earth reverberating with a mighty cheer, Ohio. That's not the Bobcats. That's the Buckeyes. All right, you got Ohio State <laughs> going to the championship game. That's unbelievable, but not a bad prediction because they're awfully good. Uh, but they're benched, by the way. They play pretty much five players, they, six, that's, maybe yeah, seven. That's, so that, that's a little bit of a concern. You, that's an excellent point, Coach. Okay. Now you've got uh, Villanova and Kentucky, a great game. And I would imagine the score is going to be like in the in the 90s for both teams. Very entertaining to watch which team takes on Ohio State. I'm taking, I'm taking the Wildcats, Coach. Kentucky. 
The young no, I'm taking the Wildcats. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not going to help us. Which Wildcat? <laughs> I'm going with Villanova, Coach. Villanova. Going with Villanova. Couple of two seeds. Villanova and Ohio State, not bad. Not. I can actually see that. Normally about this time I start calling you crazy, Big Dog, but I can actually see this unfolding. Scotty Reynolds against Evan Turner. Both teams have star power. Buckeyes have one of the worst seven-footers in the country in Priest Lauderdale. Oh, come on, Coach, he's a good defender. Dallas Lauderdale? Yeah. Okay. Ohio I'm State. I'm not about to try to tell you he's a Kim Elijah one. Okay, he's a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good defender though. He guy's brutal. All right, Ohio State against Villanova. Who wins the national championship? And Big Dog, before you make the pick, uh, let me compliment you. You've done an outstanding job throughout the 64 team analysis. I, I appreciate it, Coach. And I don't even know who won Arkansas Pine Bluff versus. Could I at least know that? Because that's going to determine who I pick in this game. Who won the game last night? The playing game. I did. I don't know who won. I was watching William and Mary take on North Carolina. Oh, goodness. But the show, the, the show's winding up here, so you got to give us a winner. The Ohio State University. Set. 6-0 in the, the tournament. The Big Ten represents. Show them Ohio's here. We got the team, so why not set the earth reverberating with a mighty eye, cheer. Ohio, hit them hard and see how they fall. Never let that team get the ball. Hail, hail, the gang's all here, so let's beat the Illini now. we got to wrap up the show, big dog. i got to wrap something up, Coach. Thank you. Ohio State to win it all. It'll happen. I'm shocked. I'm dismayed. And have a great day tonight. I hope it goes well. It shall. All right. Tune in tomorrow, folks. Two guys, folks, two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Have a great day, everybody.